On today's episode of Rogue Creators, we're talking about... We are doing our special In The Know episode, bringing you trends and exciting happenings that you need to know as a owner of a business or marketing director. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go RogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Rogue Creators. Uh, We're so excited to be back in the studio to talk about In the Know. In the Know. Things that you need to be aware of that are happening right now that you might want to get on that trend or you might need to be advised about. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because this is we have a lot of amazing guests on our show, but uh, this episode usually gets the most engagement that we've seen. Like people actually follow up with what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to just new things that are trending and usually get a lot of questions. We have a lot of people engaged with our regular episodes and our even our guests. But this one, these always kind of tend to spur on conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, absolutely. It's really good stuff. And so we will even try to do these a little bit more and keep you guys up to date. And maybe that's a live show. Yeah. I don't know. We yeah. should do something like that. Yeah. So there's all kinds of cool things. But before we get into all of that, right, Lauren? Right. We like to start with something fun. We do. Each episode, we like to start off with, what are you obsessed with this week? So Brian, what are you obsessed with? Oh man, I have a few things. No goodness. Choose um, one. Choose one. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so I talked about the gorillas uh, on one of our previous episodes, uh-huh. uh, but the gorillas are still, I'm still obsessed with the gorillas. I'm like going through their whole, is it discography? Is that right, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their whole, everything that they've ever produced has been actually really cool. But uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know about Room or the Disaster Artist, and Jacob's bleeding into the shower. <laughs> we can see your face. That's awesome. <laughs> This is the worst day of my entire life. <laughs> We're just going to leave that in. It's totally fine. You guys get to see behind the... Co- That's what this show is all about. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, this is this is what we do. Poor Jacob leaning over the board there. Um, yeah. So, what we... Uh, yeah. So, anyway, my obsession has been... Uh, oh, yeah, The Room. Okay. Have you guys seen that movie from 1998? Or actually, it's 2003. Oh, like man. Like the horror movie? No, 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 no. Not Room. It's called <laughs> The Room. Oh. Tommy Wiseau. Uh, it's labeled as like the worst film that's ever been made. And now oh. it has like a cult following. Oh, of course. Um, it's, he produced it himself, like funded himself. He's a yeah. pretty terrible actor. And then James Franco and his brother, the other Franco. Okay. Dave. Dave Franco. There we go. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, anyway, they made a movie about the making of the worst movie. It's called The Disaster Artist. Mm. Uh, and actually got quite quite a bit of like recognition. And so anyway, it's uh yeah, it's a it's crazy this path. This is what happens to me. Mm. I okay. watch something <laughs> and then I go down the Wikipedia paths and all the like follow-up interviews. Great and, place of accurate information. Anyway, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but I just yeah I have a I have this like thing I want to learn. I just want to okay. learn I like you know, the gorillas. Now I watched like a documentary about them. I listened to several podcast episodes about right. how they created it and all this stuff. Anyway. All right. It's gotta be somebody out there, out there like me. Oh, I'm Taylor's like that. My husband go. is there very much like that. So yeah. I, I am not, 
<laughs> so what are you obsessed with this week, Lauren? Well, mine's not super exciting, but on a previous episode, one of the rapid fire questions, which if you have, don't know what we're talking about, is the kind of hidden track at the end of our episodes, yeah. um, where we just ask random questions, was about cereal. And I I, I still hold that cereal kind of sucks. I, I don't think it's that exciting it's and everything. terrible. But recently I did find a line of cereal that I actually really do like. It's healthy, but you know. So crunch it's, berries. No, not crunch. Oops, all berries. No. Okay. Why would you name a cereal that? Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kashi has a line of protein-based cereal mm-hmm. and I have, I've tried the mixed berry, not, not oops berry. Um, oops, all mixed berries from Kashi. <laughs> the peanut butter and the chocolate and they are okay. awesome and they actually do keep you full. Mm. Um, and so I would totally recommend this cereal. So my follow-up is, I still think cereal sucks, but these are, are decent. Um, they're still healthy cereal. I don't get excited about it, but yeah. I don't, I hate breakfast in general. So, so I would say that you're not eating the right. I mean, you're eating the right cereal. You need mm-hmm. to be eating the wrong cereal to, to make it worth it. Cause well, I don't want to be like whale sized. So. Cereal is so good though. <laughs> it, it is the worst, but it's like the last like midnight snack. Yeah. That's the worst time to eat like a sugary thing, but so good. I mean, it, my husband, that's like his favorite, like his go-to snack. We have like sugary cereal in the house. It's just, I, it's not for me. It's terrible. Anyway, yeah. we had Brad back on the show. He's, he's wanting to do like a whole. Oh yeah. He's like really passionate. Cereal review. So is John Allen. He's also talked about cereal oh, on the show. that's right. Yeah. Shout out to our Onyx, Onyx friends over there. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm rocking an Onyx hat Yeah, today. you're wearing an yeah, Onyx hat. I don't know what hat I'm wearing today. <laughs> Uh, I have like seven of them out here on the coat hanger. Um, anyway, yeah. so you guys are not here to hear about uh, our hats or anything no, else. or you're, cereal. Or cereal. You're here. Uh, by the way, let us know what your favorite cereal is. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. Sure. Um, but you're here to learn about what the newest trends are, what you need to know for this month. And uh, Lauren, kick us off here. Oh, yeah. You have a great one. Oh, oh, I do. Um, so this is more of a kind of discussion point. Of, it's mm. not like a new trend that's going on, but kind of an example to kind of ask our audience, do you think this was done right? Um, and marketers try really hard, especially with like current events and with holidays to really like work it with their brand. And so LinkedIn did something that's very interesting mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll use interesting as a very giving term. Um, is for International Women's Day in celebration of Women's History Month. They released several courses for women. And I will read you some of the titles for these. Planning your family leave and return. (laughs) (laughs) Proven success strategies for women at work. Own it, the power of women at work. And my favorite, becoming a male ally at work. Mm. That should be required learning for everybody around here. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Ava's peeking in the door right now to see what's so happening. So the question on that, now I yeah. can see a lot of different sides of this with oh, marketing absolutely. done absolutely. right or wrong. But for me, this is highly offensive mm. um, because as a woman, I don't think it should matter on the power of women at work. It's the power of my position and how I do that as a human being, Mm -hmm. not necessarily my gender. Now there's the reality that I live in a world that is male dominated and that there's going to be, you know, challenges to overcome as a female, but I don't need a freaking course on that. Um, it's reality in my life all the time Mm -hmm. of just the world we live in. And so I don't, I think this was a misstep. And I could be completely wrong. I'd love to hear some women's opinions um, on this, but especially on some of the leadership strategies and, oh gosh, the male ally. 
dude, that's just that one's pretty rough. It's yeah. you know, working with a coworker. Strategies for working with a coworker. We are we are equal, the same. Our gender should not matter particularly in our role. And you, I, again, I really want to hear um, your guys' feedback on that. If this maybe you found this to be actually empowering, you're glad that they did this. Um, but for me, this one was a this one was a hard one. It felt like an overstep of LinkedIn trying to do something, and they misstepped on this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so obviously I have to preface this that I have no <laughs> right to speak into this topic at all. That you're all, a male. That I'm a male. <laughs> uh, so take my opinions with a grain of salt. But uh, first off, hitting on LinkedIn Learning, they're, mm-hmm. they've had a few missteps. Oh, yeah. Uh, LinkedIn Learning, I've taken several courses. Through that. They, they've done a great job of like kind of curating a lot of great content. So let's just say that up front. Right. Uh, but recently Coca-Cola had an internal training program where they required people to go through it. And there was one on like kind of racial stuff. And basically it came out that it was like be less white was kind of one of the topics in there. And so obviously being able to balance that line, like, again, you, you have to be, you have, it's a, that's a tough line for, for mm-hmm. anybody to walk, but I agree in this sense, it's just even the time we, we haven't gone through the courses, right? Uh-uh. We haven't gone through that. So no, we don't no. know what the actual no. content is, but literally the headlines are, are pretty rough, or at least the titles of the courses uh, are not very sensitive right. in that sense too. So, and I think also when I, when I look at women's history month, it's, it's a challenge for me from a marketing standpoint, that this is the one time of the year that we recognize women. And that's a huge misstep. Yeah. If that's what your company is, the only time that you recognize women, um, because it's it's it shouldn't be recognizing my gender. It should be recognizing me at my position and what I do. And so it would have been a whole different story of if LinkedIn had said, hey, we're putting today a course of like following the leadership strategies of these particular women and what they've done. That's a completely different thing because yeah. it's looking at their career, looking at their leadership movements, that kind of stuff. And it, it might be in that leadership strategy course, but it's just be very careful on when you hop on these trains. I mean, especially like Black History Month, Women's History I mean, some of those, there's landmines all over. Yeah. And just be really careful about that and decide for your brand, is it worth it for us to even yeah. do that. You know, yeah. that's okay to do stuff internal for your staff and everything. Um, Brian did a great thing where he thanked, you know, myself <laughs> and Ava, you know, for <laughs> I was worried about, like I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, should I have said anything? No, it was very or? kind and everything like that. <laughs> but if it was the company culture that that was the only day you that do I said, that, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, I love your guys' feedback on this particular, um, marketing strategy that LinkedIn, uh, Tried to launch. Yeah. I would love to know too, if somebody actually takes one of these courses, oh, yeah. what it was like, what that experience has been like, but especially uh, becoming a male ally, man, again, should be required learning around here. <laughs> He's Just, joking. I'm totally I joking. Want to please. I'm totally <laughs> jo- yeah. Who, uh, Abigail, who clips this out, please don't take that. Out. <laughs> She's like, I'm creating that content around that. Um, but no, I, there was actually speaking of LinkedIn. I mean, I've been diving headfirst into LinkedIn yeah. and really trying to learn the platform and um, getting uh, really finding a community on there of like entrepreneurs and startup people. And and one of the pages I follow is like female empowerment in the workplace mm-hmm. um, just to see because I want to know the yeah. different perspectives. But they posted something today. Literally, it said it was like um, a picture of a woman and she it said a female founder and then female gets crossed out and it just says founder, which uh, is the way it should be. Absolutely. Um, so there's a there's a line of empowering, but also, mm. you know, understanding. Um, yeah. So I, I think, again, might be a misstep for LinkedIn and who knows? Poor LinkedIn learning, man. Possibly. They're in the news too much. <laughs> so I want to talk about something a little bit more fun. Please. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so uh, Instagram is now launching uh, live rooms, essentially up to four Ooh. people. So I think this is going to be combating some of the, uh, I guess, anything coming from like Clubhouse. So mm. I know Clubhouse is doing uh, a lot, especially in the engaging space of like bring, but we, we've talked about Clubhouse. Yeah. Love Clubhouse. Again, we're going to need to do our episode with it. We need to actually dive in. I know. I, I keep saying that it's coming. <laughs> it's going to happen. I promise. Maybe. I promise. Maybe. Um, but I think this is in competition with Clubhouse, right? And I'm mm-hmm. holding out. I really hope Clubhouse does not get acquired by any of the big, the big, the big companies right now. Right. Um, but Instagram is doing, uh, basically you can do a live setup, a room essentially with four people. So they tried this with Facebook messenger, yeah, right. Where they tried to do these rooms and it's still there. Uh, yeah. Facebook messenger, even on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, I did one and it just didn't, Right, it was fine. So right. this might be what uh, is is with LinkedIn or with um, Instagram. It might be kind of the same situation. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen anything? Are they pushed in stories like how to actually do it, the ways to you know it's going to be fun and engaging and exciting? I no, um, I, I don't <laughs> think they've really too. I haven't seen a huge push just yet um, from my like natural experience with Instagram. Um, And I mean, I'm the same way with like Facebook rooms. It's always asked me, do you want to start a room? And I'm like, no, (laughs) Um, please, please no. (laughs) But um, I could see some brands actually utilizing this well. Um, But again, it's being able to utilize it well to where your audience would want to engage with it too. And so that's kind of like, we would be interested if you've utilized this tool, how have you been doing that and how did it go? Um, Just because there's so many things that I feel like sometimes Instagram is almost over asserting itself, like trying to do too many new things at once that yeah. the users trying to catch up and learn are also forgetting about some of the other tools. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, Hey, reels is still going strong. Reels. And they're, they're putting a lot of traffic right. into reels as well as even now guides. Like yeah, they're pulling yeah, back a little absolutely. bit from IG TV. Yeah. Um, you have to kind of pay attention to the algorithms and whatever they're pushing mm-hmm. as a marketer, you should jump on immediately because they're going to obviously give you a ton of organic traffic right out of the gate. So this is something I think you should, Jump into, try yeah. it out. We're going to. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, but I truly believe that until Instagram opens up the live API to where we can actually have software, like with Facebook, we can produce a whole show and we have before mm-hmm. through like StreamYard or OBS or anything else to where you can actually go live um, using a different piece of software than what they have. Like, I don't think their live stuff is going to be as great. And and even now with these rooms, it's like, mm-hmm. you really need to be able to do more with it rather than just sit there with your phone. And I understand they're trying to kind of create this environment, right? right. Where it's, it's mainly focused on the user, but um, they keep trying to push other products to away from that experience. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, but anyway, I think it is going to be good. I think it's going to be pretty awesome to see comments and people doing it. Well, anytime a new, new offering comes out, mm-hmm. um, I think it is one of those things that's going to be uh, going to be ideal. All right. So for me, I'm going to be talking about Pinterest Premiere. So that's always the question. Oh, Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest is still around. I actually really love Pinterest. Why are you using that voice? <laughs> <laughs> what voice? I don't even understand. As we already <laughs> talked about Women's History Month and the issues around that, you use a feminine voice to talk about Pinterest. I, Men can use Pinterest. In- I really love Pinterest, okay? <laughs> Some of my favorites. Perfect. Was that better? Thank you. I okay. love that. <laughs> hey, Jacob, make sure on the on the audio on this, we drop that yeah, like perfect. as low as you can. Perfect. I want to grog, groggle. <laughs> you want me to like throw in a, like an extra octave down? Yes, or? please. Cool. I Absolutely. got you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So 
Pinterest. Pinterest. Uh, I think it's a kind of a forgotten platform. Um, yeah. And it just keeps it, chugging along though. It does. And it's a unique one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it is definitely not for every brand. There's, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to l- utilize it for these particular brands. But if you are in like the e-commerce space, it's an essential, um, you know, if you've got a particular product, they've done, they've really worked on being able for you to buy directly into, um, Pinterest, which is really cool. And I have directly bought out of Pinterest, which is you know, I see really cool stuff and they do a great job. And so Pinterest premiere, um, I have a quote from hey, Pinterest right. itself. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> make sure to tag Pinterest. Let them know we're using it. Right. Um, Pinterest premiere gives you the option to align video and targeting with either a specific demographic or a specific category, combining demographics and interests. These packages are set up to help you drive broader reach and scale for movements like launches, brand events, or even ongoing campaigns. And so if you're in this particular space and you have not tried Pinterest ads, this might be a great time to try this out. They're really pushing this. You might get a lot of traffic. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you on the cost on Pinterest ads yeah. as compared to like Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Um, but it is a platform that I think is often forgotten unless you are like heavy into the blog sphere or you're in the e-commerce space. Yeah. Um, but I think there are unique ways to utilize it. <clears throat> and there's obviously a very specific, as Brian started, audience on <laughs> um, it is primarily women. And um, that is the true. Um, it really started as like, you know, you found a lot of crafting design apparel, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, most women are, they have a home board and, you know, recipes. I mean, that's, I think about mine. It's got, you know, nursery ideas, all the things. I mean, <laughs> it is very feminine when I look at it and everything. But I have it, a motorcycle board. Perfect. There's lots of motorcycles <laughs> on there. And and a, a fashion one on there too for guys. And Ooh. Yeah. When was the last so time you, know you updated it? My fashion or <laughs> <laughs> those subtle digs, man. <laughs> not your, fa- your fashion board. Um it's it's been a little bit. I mean, I'm not heavily right. involved, but I go through my my sense. I think some people do that where it's like, oh, Pinterest. Oh yeah. And then you go down mm-hmm. the rabbit trail. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun yeah. to when you start engaging with that. One of the things I hated right out of the gate with Pinterest was you didn't, you could never just like purchase what you saw. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that was so frustrating. So They've changed I love that, that they moved in that direction mm-hmm. because there's so many things that I would have bought instantly. Right. And it's probably good that, that I couldn't buy it. But even just trying to find how to get to that product was mm-hmm. so frustrating. Um, but obviously trying to solve that. And we, social selling as mm-hmm. well, we're going to have Nathan Otwell on yeah. talk about social selling. And a lot of that has to do with taking those uh, those barriers away from your customers to be able to actually buy a product for, from you. So Right. And originally with Pinterest, I mean, we're talking kind of old school, it was just images. And so now yeah. videos entered into that platform. And so it's really engaging. I mean, you really have a space where you can do this very, very well. Um, and so if that's something like you are really in that sphere that would fit that demographic and fit uh, using Pinterest to sell, um, you need to check it out. Um, it could really help your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So my last one mm-hmm. is, uh, well, I'm going to read this because Ava, the title of it was pretty funny. Online groups are on the rise. <laughs> Did you know that Did online you know? groups sometimes help? Did you know that? Uh, so there's, but th- there's a, a specific thing with this. So we yeah. we have our Facebook group, which you should go totally check out and join. There's lots of conversations what is happening. What's it called? It's called Rogue Creators. Oh yeah, Facebook group. <laughs> and we'll make sure you get in. Um, 
But sorry, I thought you're gonna go. No. You're gonna, okay, you're fine. I don't uh, have a comment for you. <laughs> I'm just now. I'm like triggered. You're like, well, you updated your fashion. Oh, <sighs> all the fine. things. All the things. Um, no. So with our online Facebook group, it's actually been a lot of fun to really engage with people that I really haven't seen in a long time. Like I invited certain people that I was like, hey, they they would probably find some some value out of this, um, and just all the things that people are working on too, which is mm-hmm. really cool. That's the point of it. Uh, but it's not just necessarily about Facebook groups. Even though Facebook is taking steps to make Facebook groups and the content more public. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're searching through Google and you're trying to find a topic, I think they're trying to compete a lot with YouTube in that sense of like, how do I do this? And then in a Facebook group, as long as it's public, um, has that information already available? Uh, I think this is why, honestly, that community of people, especially during the pandemic, um, has been so vital, Mm -hmm. right? And us making connections. And obviously it's not in-person connections. Like nothing beats that but still being able to make connections with friends and family um, or just, you know, people who are in the same categories, like-minded interests, whatever that is. Um, And I think that's why even why Clubhouse has taken off Mm -hmm. because it just fosters this community. And so within all of these groups, um, obviously, I think it's as weird as it is. I started that Rogue Creators Facebook group like six years ago, right? Right. It was my intention to build something out of that. But uh, feeling like we were late to the game, right? Because there are so many groups out there and so much, so much great information. But when you really search for specific things, there's not a lot, right. you know, if you have a niche community. So I would say jump on the bandwagon now, create these groups and even, um, you know, even outside of that into different formats like Reddit and, and different things like that. Like you can really find um, these communities out there and your marketer, you can obviously find your audience there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, one of our primary, um, demographics for our show is, is marketing directors. And, and so a good question is how can I utilize these groups? And we've seen, um, some of our clients do a really good job of going into their main demographic. Um, some of our clients reach out to moms particularly. And so going into these mom groups. And so when they ask for recommendations, they can actually respond as a brand, as a business, um, to be able to refer their business. And because of that, they've actually gotten a ton of business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of these groups will do a great job to feature you, feature you in a live, you can pave that, use some of the space. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there and a lot of it, you just simply comes from just asking. Um, and so if you're a marketing director thinking about like, where is my demographic hanging out? And it doesn't necessarily just be in Facebook or LinkedIn. It can be in other spaces too. Um, but really thinking about how to be kind of creative in that because it, becomes a lot more of an organic, authentic look where the brand is actually a person as opposed to just give me your money. I'm your business, you know, for us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even just piggyback off that they've had, um, really recommendations out of that group, right? Mm -hmm. If you know, again, where your audience is and they start recommending you and you can jump in there and start, you know, even replying to comments Mm -hmm. and stuff, um, or this paid space, like you said, uh, there are, Facebook is moving in that direction to be able to do paid advertisements into groups as well. Uh, But organically, if you have a group, you can really monetize that group Mm -hmm. pretty well and say, hey, if you want to change the banner for, you know, 24 hours or a week or whatever it is, um, I can advertise your product to our group for this amount of money. Like you, 
as a group owner. Like there are a lot of ways to monetize and also serve your community in yeah. that way too. Obviously don't be taking, we've talked about this in the podcast, you know, advertising, like make sure it fits your audience if you're taking money yeah. to, to do a product um, offering. But yeah, make sure that you, uh, you line that up, but there's lots and lots of ways. And I know LinkedIn is really trying to get their groups up and running as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, pay attention to that. Like I said, if, if the platforms are saying, hey, this is important mm-hmm. to us, like literally on your phone, there is a groups button now down at the bottom. Yeah. Like you can hit that and go into tons and tons of groups. Uh, make sure you pay attention to that. Right. And Facebook particularly, um, they are doing heavy ads on Facebook groups. Um, if you're watching any streaming that has commercials in it, Facebook ad has bought a ton of ad space recently about yep. Facebook groups. And they're funny. Um, yeah. And they're they're looking for niche groups is what they're really trying to go yep. after. Um, so that's just a, a sign to you like, hey, pay attention to what Facebook's trying to push right now and 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 don't dismiss groups. Yeah, absolutely. We need to uh, we need to have some. I know we had uh, Lindy on. She did a phenomenal job oh, of that episode uh, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you want some ideas for content and how to manage a group well, go back for Lindy Foltz. Um, her episode is just amazing. I think it's called How to Run a Killer Facebook Group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Goodner as well with Creative Church. Oh, he had a fantastic one as well. Um, we, need to, we need to update that too because I know there's a lot of changes coming. Yeah. Uh, but those are fantastic episodes. If you guys want to go back, we'll link those in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about yeah, we talked about some hard stuff today. Right? We did. Lauren and we'd some, love your feedback. Lauren had some strong opinions about things, which is good. I do. <laughs> get get you out of your cage sometimes. <laughs> Let her loose. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I do not work in a okay. cage. <laughs> that was a gorilla's quote, by the way, for uh, Clint Eastwood, the song Clint Eastwood. Oh. It's like starts off like he's like, yeah, finally someone let me out of my cage. I can rap for you guys if I need to. No. I've listened to too much gorillas. Let's end it here. Oh, okay. That'll be another episode we'll do. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, stick around for Rapid Fire, uh, our hidden track yeah. at the end. Make sure that you guys go check out everything over at uh, gorogax.com slash podcast or... Yeah. Roguecreators.club. Oh. That'll also redirect there. Oh. Or go to our Facebook group and join and interact with us there, particularly about this episode. We would have so much excitement to get your comments and questions. We would. Oh, that's that's a great idea, Laura. Yeah, thank you. That's why you always need a co-host. That's why they let me out of my cage. <laughs> okay, I'm never, there's so many things I can never live down. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys so much. And until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks. Are you guys ready for rapid fire? So ready. Jacob? Yeah, let's do this. All right. All right. Question one, courtesy of Ava. What is something you wish you had more free time for? Ooh. Do you know what yours is? I mean, here's the deal. I have a problem with free time. Because when I have free time, I don't do anything. Mm. And I want to work more. So um, I really do wish I had free time to uh, be able to play on my base oh, more. Thank you for finishing play. that sentence. <laughs> I wish I had more time to play. I really do. Um, but I've been playing a lot of video games, actually. I haven't done that for a long time. And so now my free time, I'm doing that. And now I'm like getting bored with that. So I need to enrich my life a little bit more. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Brian. Thanks. Thanks so much, Lauren. Um, mine is gardening. Um, and so I grew up, 
like remembering going with my mom around this time in spring, um, picking out flowers. And my mom was very wise on all that kind of stuff. And I just drop things in the ground and hope they grow. Um, so I actually would like to learn more about that and spend more time with that. Um, I'm currently trying to build a vegetable garden and an herb garden in our house. And we just moved into a new house. And so, um, I have really bad record of growing things just because like watermelons, I did not know that they spread out across your property. Oh, goodness gracious. I grew about 20 gigantic watermelons. <laughs> My husband couldn't cut the grass. Um, <laughs> he was awesome. so mad. And um, <clears throat> I don't like watermelon. Um, <laughs> so, I don't either. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Watermelon's not, not good. So I had all these watermelons I was trying to give away. Um, we also grew pepper plants and I don't like peppers either. So we give all those away. <laughs> you find some. You need to grow bananas. Can that happen? No, not I'm here. Teasing. I'm totally teasing. I know. You can't grow bananas. <laughs> Anyways, I'd like sorry. to do gardening. Um, <laughs> We're going off the rails too bad. Thanks Anyways. for hanging in here with us. Um, yeah. Well, you could just set up like our, our neighbors here at Soapbox. They have I, this awesome little indoor powered garden thing that lights up and... It was very cool. We it can does. just cut our own salad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Question to you, Jacob. All right. Question number two. What is one thing you bring with you everywhere you go? Okay. Go, Lauren. <laughs> um, I think for me, like you have like all your boring items, like your wallet, your watch, all that kind of stuff. Um, but one thing for me is I typically always have a water, like a big water, and then a chapstick. I don't know why I kind of panic if I don't have chopsticks somewhere and there. I use what my, I used to teach high school and uh, my students use are like, Oh, such a white girl thing. Cause I had those EOS ones. So I have those like, they're like a little ball. Yeah, I have them everywhere. They just roll all over the place. And then my kids take them and dig them out. It's oh, terrible. not your high school kids. No, my okay. real kids. <laughs> <laughs> my biological <laughs> children mess up my chopstick. Yeah. We have a few of those lying around. Yeah. They just roll everywhere. Yeah. They're fun. Um, I would, uh, I would say coffee. Like that is Mm -hmm. one thing like, and now I have my Onyx, uh, what's it called, Jacob? What's the pill, the fellow one? Uh, I don't remember. It's I'm like, long gone from those days. Yeah. You can like twist it on and throw it in your bag and it just, it stays. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, but uh, that's good questions. That's good. All right. We're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.